1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: After the crisis around Christian schools that came from the failed religious discrimination bill earlier this year, we might be wondering what's coming under the Labor government. Well, as this parliament is sitting for the first time, Christian Schools Australia is calling for protections, both for LGBT students and for Christian schools. Mark Spencer is Director of Public Policy at Christian Schools Australia. Mark's joining us. Mark, welcome back to 2020.
1: Thanks, Neil. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Mark, you're asking the government for protection for students and protection for schools.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, these are firstly long overdue protections for, for schools to make sure that uh, schools and, and people of faith are protected from religious discrimination. That's what the religious discrimination bill was about, ensuring that people of faith can be protected and that faith-based institutions, which are really just a, a, you know, a community of, of uh, believers, can actually act in accordance with their beliefs. But what we've seen over the last five years is a very concerted, very deliberate, very targeted campaign by LGBT activists um, to try to, you know, put fear into people, uh, particularly LGBT students in faith-based schools, uh, arguing that uh, you know they're likely to be expelled and raising all these concerns in those students. And those fears need to be addressed as well. Um, they're not not, not fears that really should be held and they're not valid fears because it's uh, not something that happens that we don't expel students simply because they're they're same-sex attracted or struggling with gender identity issues. But that fear is generally held. It's been pushed onto them for a long time and it needs to be addressed.
0: Interesting you're pointing out something here. There's a perception, it might appear, that the fear comes from what Christian schools might hold when they're holding tight to their ethos. But what you're saying is the fear is not being generated by the Christian schools. It's coming from potentially the LGBT community. Exactly.
1: It's, uh, you know, no one's actually come forth with evidence of students being expelled and you know, we've been having this discussion, this political debate, for five years now. And you think if you know, there were these hundreds of students being expelled across Australia, that some of them would have come forth. But that's not been the case. These are claims being made by activists in a very you know, blanket, uh, blatant political way to try to get a political agenda and uh, a political point across. But the byproduct, of course, is that it creates fear in these young people. And, uh, you know, Christian schools, we actually care about our students. We work with families who care about their children. And we want to these issues and these fears to be addressed so we can all move on doing that quality care, providing that quality education uh, without young people being concerned, but also with school
0: and school staff not being you know, concerned about you know, their freedoms and rights being attacked as well. The Religious Discrimination Bill, uh, it's not dead in the water, is it? Uh, There's a perception that the last parliament failed people of faith and LGBT students. Uh, Is it possible to resurrect something good out of what's happened so far?
1: You know, to, to misapply the old age, rumours of its death are greatly exaggerated. You know, the bill, for all its faults and failings, and it was a, a negotiated bill, it was a compromised bill, I'm not sure it met everyone's needs exactly, but that's the, the nature of democracy. Uh, that's the nature of laws. We, we had a debate, we had a discussion, we come to a um, hopefully a sensible middle ground, and we move forward to make laws on that basis. And that's what the Religious Discrimination Bill really was. Um, ignore some of the rhetoric in the claims, and it did get passed by Parliament. The, the, well, sorry, the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives passed the Religious Discrimination Bill. It was these other amendments that they tacked onto that, in a you know, very you know, nakedly political uh, agenda, uh, to try to kill the whole process that's been causing the problems.
0: And that was around the Sex Discrimination Act and something that was a little manipulative behind the scenes.
1: Exactly. There were amendments to the Sex Promotion Act, very controversial amendments that had previously been rejected by Parliament. Um, It was very clear that the government wasn't going to proceed with that legislative package if those amendments were passed. But they were, uh, with the help of a number of um, coalition MPs who are largely no longer in Parliament. Um, and that the only effect, in reality, of that that process was that the protections for religious discrimination were lost, and the fears
0: of uh, LGBT students weren't provided with any opportunity to be addressed. Mark, where are you seeing mainstream media coverage of the whole issue? Uh, was it favourable back in the last parliament? Do you think it's going to change this time?
1: Uh, look, unfortunately, the, the media cycle in, in most of the mainstream media is not very nuanced. Um, it, it doesn't get beyond the clickbait headlines in, in some cases. So you often uh, have claims by LGBT activists or LGBT lawyer groups or um, you know, government-funded LGBT legal services. They'll make claims about potential uh, discrimination or or the possibility of discrimination. You've got to be very careful when you actually hear what they're saying and listen carefully to what they say because they generally can't actually point to any discrimination. They'll use words like may or possible or potential. And they they make these claims. The media report it, unfortunately, without uh, too much uh, analysis or or, uh, pushback. And then that becomes the the narrative that there's uh, all this discrimination going on. And the headlines don't actually reflect the reality in in Christian schools or or, uh, many other schools.
0: Up until now, schools have been under religious exemptions uh, from some of the anti-discrimination laws. And the Australian Law Reform Commission has been reviewing those religious exemptions. And that started back in 2019, uh, what is your perspective on what's happened with those reviews and uh, and what might happen from here?
1: Yeah, so the process was when, when these uh, issues were first raised back in, in 2018, 2019, the government at the time started uh, the process of asking the Lawful Commission to review the exemptions and. Just, uh, again, bear in mind that the exemptions are the means by which religious freedom are protected. Um, probably better called balancing clauses, but um, uh, that's not, unfortunately, the, the way the, the legislation is drafted, but that's what they are, balancing clauses, balancing two human rights. So a Law Reform Commission was charged with doing that work. Uh, it then got put in hold, on hold by a previous government who wanted to wait until the... Religious discrimination bill was in place so the Law Reform Commission could look at both together. Um, But that work has been started. And and our concern, and, and this current government has said that they will restart that process. And we're calling on them to actually restart it as soon as possible so they can build on the work that's already done. Uh, before the current uh, president of the Law Reform Commission. Um, Her term expires in in November. We don't want this process to have to start from scratch with a a new person overseeing it, a new president, and really have to go back to square one.
0: So you're wanting to see a deadline there. You want this completed before the current Law Reform Commissioner uh, retires from that position because if you don't, then you've got a, a real disruption...
1: Absolutely, we're going to have to start from scratch and that's, that's not, not in anyone's
0: best interests and um, certainly not in the best interests of
1: LGBT students who want these things addressed as well.
0: And so you'd like to see uh, those current exemptions redrafted. Uh, how confident are you that it might fall uh, to the favour of the Christian schools and LGBT students?
1: The exemptions were originally drafted back in in 1984, so they are uh, exemptions of another era. Uh, The legislation, the whole structure of the sex discrimination really reflects that um, 1980s form of legislative drafting. There are certain better ways of crafting those balancing clauses that will really help the public to understand what they're there for. Uh, how they work and what they're trying to achieve. At the moment, the, the, the exemptions are a bit clumsy. They they don't really uh, tailor and reflect the actual practice within schools. Uh, and we'd like to actually see these things addressed properly rather than people still being confused and, and talk about Christian schools wanting all these rights that we don't really want or need. Well, on the same token not losing rights that we do need. Uh, and that, that's part of the problem, the way that the current law is drafted. Those those rights we do need is bundled together with a whole bunch of rights we don't need. And it's, it's messy and complicated. And We think we want to sort that out.
0: Mark, is there a conversation that's happening within Christian school communities? Because there is an issue and perhaps a risk Uh, that even parent uh, communities might well uh, be led astray by all sorts of uh, propaganda from an LGBT base. Is there a conversation there that's been warming along with Christian schools and their communities?
1: We've certainly been very transparent, upfront about what we're trying to achieve as Christian schools. We've been trying to look for solutions. We've been proposing solutions to this. Um, since uh, 2018, 2019. Um, The concerns that have been raised and the false claims being made about the sort of uh, practices within Christian schools, um, the the alleged discrimination, that that word that's bandied around, potential discrimination, possible discrimination. Again, all those, uh, that, that sort of propaganda that is being pushed out there. And parents within in Christian schools and, and even Christians more, more broadly need to be very careful in the language that they're, they're hearing and what's actually being said, making sure we critically assess that to see where the truth lies in this.
0: And when parents who have children or teenagers in Christian schools visit the Christian Schools Australia website, is there resource there? Is there information for parents to be able to glean and to understand what your position is? Uh,
1: there's and There's some information
0: there or there's more information for parents on the Valued Voices website,
1: valuedvoices.org.au, which is uh, the Christian School Alliance um, uh, has some information on there to help parents to understand some of these issues and how they can be involved and play their part in making sure MPs understand these issues as well
0: valuedvoices.org.au and the website for Christian Schools Australia is csa.edu.au Mark Spencer is Director of Public Policy at Christian Schools Australia. Mark, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
1: Always a pleasure, Neil. Thanks a lot.